0: This episode of that song from that movie is coming up after this. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo.
1: Why is not you always talk all the time? I can't understand I why it's. This,
2: this is the merman, the voice I, of reason. These two can't author. agree on anything you most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, oh goodness, some are just Every week something is going to make us rage Join us every Wednesday and Feel, feel the Rage Bigger Long and Done Code didn't just refer to the name of the movie It also referred to our recording session for this one Because it went on forever So here's part two of our look at South Park On today's That Song From That Movie Self.
1: <laughs>
2: Less. The answer was control. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for joining that song from that movie, The Journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. I am your Larry Ziston's host, Dietrich, and we're joined by the it says here in my notes, bigger, longer and uncut, Alex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's not go no. into that one, shall we?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's definitely not go into that. One.
2: <laughs> and we're also joined by not Brian Dennehy, Ben.
1: <laughs> Bye. Leads us perfectly on, Dee. If you've not yet listened to our first part, stop this. Go and listen to that. Unless you really, really, really want to hear about the next song we're covering, which is What Would Brian Boytano Do? So this again, Dee, sorry, it's referencing a line from the initial South Park pilot, Spirit of Christmas. Okay. Because Referen- the boys are often ask themselves, what would Brian Boitano do? Before they uh, stopped Jesus and Santa Claus from fighting. <laughs> so yes, D, do you often ask yourself what would Brian Baitano do? Well, I do now. You know what he'd do. He'd make a plan and he'd follow through. Because <laughs> that's what Brian Baitano would do.
2: Uh, I thought he was going to do like a triple Sal. <laughs> sal, Cha- a sal Charles
1: and a triple Lutz, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What about when he beat up a And many other things.
2: But yeah, Ben, good song. Uh, maybe even great song.
1: Maybe even great song. This was one of my favourites as, as a kid. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, especially because I had no idea who Brian Boitano was. <laughs> and I knew even less about Brian Denny. <laughs>
0: I'll just echo in what you guys say. I mean, I, I really love this song. It is, it's so catchy. I had no idea who Brian Boitano was or what the joke was. I think it was probably lost on, on the entirety of the UK, to be honest but I don't think it matters at all <laughs> because it's just so so damn good. <laughs> and I think you can you can tell it's obviously someone who, like, a random ice skater. There doesn't seem to be anything more behind it than that. I nope. could be wrong. I don't know. I've not looked into it. I don't know. It's just rousing, is it? It gets them all in the mood, in the spirit, to try and save the day, and I can tell why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and I do love this song. I think I love more the... When the credits roll, the first song that reappears is what would brian boytona do except this time it's by the band dvda do you remember this version no. it's like a Scar version and at the start they just keep going fight skate
2: fight oh I recognize that bit
1: if you literally put it on after this you'll recognize it straight away it sounds like it's the guy you know the guy who says um i don't listen to hip-hop in the film (laughs) it sounds like his voice singing the song it's uh it's a much better version go listen to it it's uh it was on repeat often when i was a kid but yeah this not there's not lots to say about this do you know who brian dennehy actually is no i mean Uh, an actor yeah tony award winner olivier award winner golden globe winner primetime emmy winner
2: rival of will smith
1: (laughs) i don't know he was in cocoon he's in cocoon no. Steve You've not seen Cocoon? No. <laughs> and he was in um, Rambo. That's about that's the extent of things I know, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> See you later, Brian Dennehy. I think
0: I, <laughs> I think the only real little thing to add about this song, on a more serious note, is that I think it really, like I said with the first song, where it really perfectly like encapsulates everything that's to cover in the film. I think this song really succinctly puts together in one verse what the motivations are for the three characters. Uh Kyle, Stan and Eric moving forward, like there's literally one um verse which is I want this feature out of me. Yeah, you know, certainly my vocabulary. That's Carmen, what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I just want my mum to stop fighting everyone. And then Stan for Wendy, I'll be an activist too, because that's what Brian Botano would do. So so perfectly in that one verse, it just it tells you what what's coming for the rest of the film. And then there's also a verse like right at the end. Uh, let's go, the kids together and unite to stop our moms and we'll save Terrors in Philippine 2 because that's what Brian Bortano would do. So <laughs> I think, yeah, it's just, it's just really, again, just every single song drives the story forward, doesn't it? It's just yeah, It just yeah, works yeah. perfectly. And it's a kind of thing you don't really think about, obviously, when you're a child watching it. But I think when you're looking at it from more, more of an analytical view, you can see how every song works. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's just so much thought behind each one.
1: And I think we only have the appreciation of that because we enjoyed it for its simplicity when we were kids. Like, I think a lot of adults just disregard it completely because it's just, yeah. they just see the curse. But we can now see the layers behind it because we, you know, grew up with it, being so fond of it. And apparently Brian Batana actually did eight triple jumps in his gold medal winning Olympics run. I have no idea that he's not from Colorado, which is where South Park is, for those unaware. He's from California. No idea why <laughs> these kids love him. Probably, maybe there's a big skating fan base in uh, Colorado that's all i can say and he also beat up Kublai khan as alex said so you know he's done a yeah. lot he's done a lot in his Felt life
0: to the year 2010 as
1: well. <laughs> yeah um moving on to what i think is the best song of this <laughs> yes. film uh, there's great there's great there's a lot of achievements but this is the best and it is up there sung by satan in the film south park this is basically a longing song a very common feature of musicals. Again, putting that recognition that they want to be seen as a proper musical um, for this film. It has no curses. It has no swears. Which is the great sort of antithesis that they try and make Satan in this film. Uh, in a way, he is the saviour of the film in a, in a very twisted way. Which we won't go into the detail of.
0: Um go on, guys. I don't want to spoil the end uh, decision. But I have written him best song again in Capalers. Because... I think it is the best song. And I, I used to remember when I used to watch his child. this was the part of the film that I just looked forward to so much. It's just everything in the song. that The closing falsetto part is just... I can't even... It can't be the same guy singing the first part that sings that last part, Surely. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's Trey Parker doing the voice before it sounds like him, or, or Matt Stoke, or whichever one it's of them
1: usually, is. Trey Parker does the majority of the voices. Of the
0: song, yeah.
1: So I can't imagine
0: it's him doing that falsetto at the end. It is, wow. Because it's it's an absolute showstopper. <laughs> I think you, you, we mentioned at the beginning, like, there's, there's maybe some D- Disney inspiration, and this yes, song does yes. feel very Disney inspired, yeah. or, or it's uh, certainly poking fun at Disney anyway. But just, like, it has that gospel chorus in the background. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's just it's just great
1: it just is it's just so good it's interesting you are saying that because at the time a lot of critics talked about like the disrespect by their comparisons to disney but like trey parker i think trey parker did most of the work on the on the film it was more that we don't we don't want it to be seen as like a diss track it's not this insult to musicals it's not this insult to disney it's a this is just our version of these things and yeah it's quite similar to like um part of your world I think, you know, from a that little is, moment. I've, I've written that exactly. Like yeah, part yeah, of your yeah. world vibes, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think he said it's, that this is his, like, I dreamed a dream song, you know, from Lay Miz. Yeah, you definitely hear that. D. Well,
2: I'm, can you guess what I've written down for this one? It's great. Great song. I have put great song. I've also put great want song, because I, I thought Alex would enjoy the <laughs> saying yeah, yeah. want song. Thanks, too. When Ben said longing song, I was, I was like, a bit, <laughs> I bet Alex is absolutely fuming. I <laughs> <laughs> spent so many episodes trying to get want song to be a term just a sort of perfect riff on a disney track and of all the songs i can picture alex singing this in high school the most
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. specifically yeah. the falsetto yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: at the end i can really seem <laughs> like his hand doing like the vocal gymnastics I, yeah. as he's
1: singing it I can picture it right now dude. Yep. yeah if only this was a video podcast he could show you <laughs> do you agree that with evil there can be no good so it must be good to be evil sometimes
0: yeah it's a it's a real it's a real uh, statement to make that, but could be true. Oh,
1: I, I just love that bit. I love that bit when he says, "But what is evil anyway?" And it's just that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's that second verse when the choir comes in. It's um, just
1: it's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Anything else, guys? Before I move on,
0: uh, no, there's nothing more to say. It's just a perfect song. Perfect <laughs> song. Wow.
1: The only bit I do love is that in the. Um, In that scene, he is on a boat called the SS Manhandler. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, Oh, God, see, I say that's the best song, but then we move into this one, and this is probably the one uh, that I probably sing the most still now, which is La Résistance. You don't have to think hard to see where the inspiration for this one (laughs) may come from. So, yes, we're getting to a point where the climax is coming in this film, and La Résistance is... The medley tune It is all the different parts. It's got elements of Blame Canada. It's got elements of Up There. Brian Botano. Brian Botano, yes. It's bringing in a lot as well as its own sort of original pieces sung by the uh, little British Pip, I think his name is. (laughs) It's basically just that moment before the uh, Mothers Against Canada march on uh, Terence and Philip, on the execution to be. Guys, what do you think? Oh, and Uncle Fucker. (laughs)
2: It's all in there.
1: It's all in there. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I, I mean, I sort of referenced, well, one, it's a great song. Get that out of the way. But yeah, I sort of said this on the Prince of Egypt episode that to me, you can't have a a decent musical or even a good musical without dueling songs in, <laughs> yeah. in a track.
1: Dueling banjos.
2: And uh, this, this to me just has absolutely everything. as has a piece of every part of the film that really sticks with you for, for everything in the film. This one might be 11 out of 10. I'm just saying it now. <sighs>
1: This, I'm just oh god I'm I'm so there's so much inner
0: conflict I'm dueling within myself Alex yeah it's difficult to disagree with anything that these just said I think it's 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 almost impossible for this not to be the best song because it contains all of the great songs so yeah. it's kind of that I'm almost seeing it as a separate entity to the or, or to like to like every other song just because it contains them all but it also has the the first introduction of the la resistance part of the song which when i went to listen to the soundtrack this was the one i was really looking forward to because it's the one that i really remember um so well and like you said ben this is like if if, if i'm just like randomly like doing the dishes or whatever and a song <laughs> from this film creeps into my head it would be this one it definitely would be the, the beginning of this one and yeah. like obvi- obviously it's we, as you've said it's sort of it's, it's clearly inspired by like one day more from from lamaze and so many other songs of this uh, of the silk but i feel like because I was sort of trying to understand, like, why I love Les so much, and I was actually thinking, is it because of this song? Maybe it is. Is, is it because of how much I liked Lara's Resistance? and actually it's the reverse, like, because really I like that so point. much? Is that why I like musicals now? Because a lot of people ask why I like musicals now, and I don't really know what to tell them. <laughs> there we go. But i you, you, to think it's because of Southwark. Formulation. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it.
1: The, yeah. It just builds. It's so rousing. Like, the the, the, the sort of the original but you know, the tomorrow night... It just works so good on a march, you know. It's absolutely fantastic because all these songs that we talked about are very unique. I feel and very different, and I guess similar to One Day More, but they, they turn the tempo up and they match them so well without losing that originality. Maybe the, the like a key change or the um like the, like the false I think it's the false bit comes in at the end from up there. It, it does it so well um, and builds up to a speed. It's really, really. Incredible.
0: And I think I think as well, Ben, like to just touch on like what you said there about how it combines like with something like lay Miz, all the songs are sort of written almost thematically anyway, you know, like with with certain phrases of music representing certain themes or uh-huh. but everything sort of is already existing within the same score. And I, and although this film is like that, I feel like the songs are so varied, intentionally so, that, that to pull them together it makes it even more of a an impressive feat in some yeah. way that they managed to connect all of these songs that are actually quite that I know some of them are, are have like similarities but they feel so so vastly different from each other that when they come together it's it feels like such an achievement. Mm, yeah, and like I still they turn
1: the lyrics to match the narrative is still being pushed. You know, Satan's about to arrive. Terrence and Terence are about to be executed. You know, yeah. looks like we may be out of luck tomorrow night. We're pretty fucked. It's you know, it's it's not just it's done really When did the song become a marathon? Yeah. <laughs> Fourth Wall break. It's so clever.
2: The parts that are not referencing something else, like the Begin, La Resistance and the Tomorrow Night, yeah. our lives will change. They they stand up to the rest of the oh, songs yeah. as well in their own yeah. right. Yeah, it's really
1: yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I'm gonna have to go listen to it now after this. <laughs> if there is a bum note in in this in this <laughs> <laughs> in this film, it's the next song, in my opinion. Which is I can change, is a song sung, not often you say this line, is a song sung by Saddam Hussein. I'll hasten to add, it's not the real Saddam Hussein, just in case you're thinking that. Uh, So yes, as Satan is beginning to have doubts about his relationship with Saddam Hussein, oh yeah, did I not say that's a thing? He's thinking you might not take him to earth. Uh, but Saddam doesn't like that. So he wants to show that he has changed his ways and that's his song that he wants to present to Satan. I don't know what much to say about this one, guys. Um, the only bit I like is the changing bit and then the interpretive <laughs> dance, which is, I mean, it's poor, but hilarious in other of the other ways.
0: That's that's the that's the part that really sticks in my mind, and that I've pulled out as well is the part where where he goes, look, look, I'm changing, and he starts doing the weird dance like move, like uh, yeah, like the worm and stuff like that. Um, yeah,
2: he's even got the cardboard out, yeah, as if he's, as if he's doing like street uh, break
0: dancing. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> he yeah. does, yeah, he does. That's a good point.
0: And and just I just love that that's that's the thing that like turns Satan's head, and he like gets the little love hearts around his head and stuff. I just yeah, that part's great as a song. I mean. It is memorable still still though, isn't it? Like I think unlike most possible like possibly most Disney films or other musicals and stuff we've covered before, I feel like I could have almost reeled off every song that was in this film. And and I wouldn't have forgot this one still. Even though like it might possibly be the bum note. I think he was still still memorable just for just for the visual of of yeah. Saddam Hussein singing a song to sing. But yeah, I think I don't I don't know what it is that makes it the song that's probably the one that stands out least to me, even though I, like I said, I think I still remembered it. I just I don't know, maybe it's the placement in the film, it comes it comes quite close to the end, doesn't it?
1: I think it it's it's quite soft, it's not there's not a lot of music musical accompaniment in its sort of backing. I think it's sung in that it's that really high pitched sort of edited voice, which I just don't think lends itself well to a sort of a booming song. because um, you can't really sing it in that voice. <laughs> It's like the villain song, isn't it? It's like that insulting villain yeah. song in a Disney yeah. film.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. It, it is just a Disney villain song, which always usually are the worst songs in movies. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Like
2: They're usually the least memorable and the ones you sort of skip past. Even
1: the ones that are good are still the least memorable, like in Lion King.
2: Yeah, or Shiny from Moana. <laughs> yeah,
1: choke yeah. yeah, songs.
0: They usually come earlier in the Films, though, don't yeah, they? I think true. the placement of this one is is maybe slightly odd, but I think it's 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 just because there's so many strands to the stories, and I think yeah. that's it. It's like although Saddam is kind of the villain, also <laughs> Sheila Broflovski is the villain. You know, like it's there's yeah. there's multiple layers to it. So yes. you would possibly say that the "Blame Canada" song acts as almost like the villain song, doesn't it? Earlier in the film, yeah. So it's sort of it's like a B plot <laughs> almost. So yeah, not too much more to say on this one to be honest. You could cut it and you wouldn't lose it. Yes, that's very true. That's very
1: true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, potential fact for this one, which is probably not true, but I think, was it Matt Stone? I think Matt Stone said it himself, that he was told that American soldiers played this to Saddam when, you know, during the uh, sort of Iraq invasion, once they found him. Uh, that's what he'd said. It's written down. Uh, and he, he hoped it was true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just can't imagine what that. I can't even visualize that. Like what's you can't? Right. Can you? No, you can't. No. <laughs> I hope
1: he watched it because the bit where he's basically
0: just holding the large purple dildo. Well, yeah, because like just to go off off onto Team America again, because wasn't kind of part of the reason why they chose King John. Eel was because he had like the world's largest DVD collection, so they thought he might watch it. Oh, Isn't really, that, like part of the joke. I think so. Um, Hopefully, he did. So, so maybe they hoped that Saddam would watch it. Someday.
2: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you'll get when you include one. Apply today to become a member and be immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, and make sure to tell them that that song from that movie sent you.
1: Uh, next one. Is this, the, is this the last one, actually?
2: I think it is. Yeah, I can't believe we're already here.
1: No, and um, I've find this song very personal to myself because I'm super. Uh, thanks for asking, Dee. And this is a song sung by the character Big Gay Al, a staple in South Park for a long time. It is the song performed at the USO show just before the American-Canadian war begins and the Canadians Terence and Philip are executed for all of our enjoyment. They try... <laughs> Stan and Kyle ask Big Gay Al to perform a song which he has not prepared because they need a distraction so they can free Terence and Philip. Cue in a extravagant performance with <laughs> fireworks, dancers, uh <laughs> all the shebang. Uh the whole nine as Big Gay Al flies into a song. What do you think of this one? I mean, this is a I guess a classic musical song, if anything, it's kind of a big band song.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's 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 playing off the sort of early classic uh Broadway musicals, isn't it like something like Top Hat or like films yes, are, like Fred Astaire? So. Yeah. It's like a dead big dance show tuney number. Yeah. Um, and it just it just hits all of those. <laughs> it just hits every single sing- single note that it tries to hit, and it's just it's just amazing. I mean, the don't. You think I look you in this hat line for once? <laughs> Which is it, yeah,
1: it's quite clever because you put the playing on the rhyme quite easily, and I'm super for those unaware is Big Gale's catchphrase.
2: I have written great song here. Uh, going into this one, this was the one I thought was going to be the weakest, mm-hmm. like, from memory. But uh, when I watched the movie again recently, I very much enjoyed
0: this whole thing. I haven't seen the film, obviously, in a while, I think I mentioned in the beginning. Do, does, is there a part where he's just, like, completely naked and you can see his penis? Uh, I can't remember. I always remember
1: there's been, like, lots of emphasis put on TV shows like Family Guy and The Simpsons, like, in the Simpsons movie when you can see Bart's penis. Bart's penis. I think Family yeah. Guy did it maybe just before, I can't remember. Was this in 1998 Have they already showed a penis in this cartoon? In a very mainstream cartoon? I don't know. If it is, it, clearly, it didn't resonate to me as a young boy.
0: One, one for the, head listeners, to one for, one for the <laughs> listeners to go and research. One for the listeners to go and see. Yeah, you tell us.
1: Uh, yeah, can't see any facts on the internet that have said that. Oh, here you can see Big Gay Al's penis, <laughs> um, which is a you know is a line and a half.
0: I think the question I've got to ask is: Is it better than um, Winona Ryder hitting ping pong balls out
1: of China? I also don't know what if there's a reference to that though, because the thing she Winona Ryder comes on and says like War oh, Man, wow! And I think she's like a, I think she's like a massive pacifist because I think she's from like a like a hippie commune. Um, so I don't know if they're playing on that or if it's just a let's pick a random celebrity and make her do weird things. <laughs>
0: I love the joke though that it turns around and she just just, just have a ping pong paddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she didn't miss one, Alex. <coughs> she didn't miss one. There is literally no fact about this. <laughs> I'm not surprised about that whatsoever. No. No, and I think I think the dudes are like obviously I was gonna say they dial down the music numbers. I mean this is a big massive musical number right near the end, but it does feel like the two towards the end of the film. I think because they're not they're not driving narrative anymore. I mean, yep. you could maybe argue that I can change, kind of does, but what what that's kind of shown about the relationship between Saddam and Satan kind of already been established. Yes. So it feels like it's just re cementing it or, you know, just like it creates a little bit of conflict that Satan doesn't want to take Saddam and then he ends up doing it because he can convince people of anything, I suppose is the idea, isn't it? But it's kind of like a Richard III thing if you want to get into Shakespeare. But it's... That's a stretch. Yeah, Shakespeare and South Park, hand in hand. Um, so I think maybe that's kind of why the two songs don't maybe stick in the mind as much, maybe? Well, I this is, it,
1: This is a distraction song, so it can't be related. That's the whole point of it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. It, they say it can't be related to the narrative or exposition or anything because it's supposed to be a complete sidestep so that you know the narrative can go on in the scene which is them taking the mole (laughs) to free Terrence and Philip. So we talked about South Park being one of the animated films with the most curses, the most swear words of all time. But generally, in film, what are the top five films with the most swear words?
0: (laughs) Should have seen that coming.
1: (laughs) Number one comes in at 715.
0: God, they've got to be like, are they all Quentin Tarantino films? I was also thinking that.
1: There is not one Quentin Tarantino <laughs> film in the top 5. That surprises me. There's one in the top 10. Oh
2: okay. That's that's still surprising, even going that far down. Does it does like
0: Natural Born Killers four of the, count? The, no.
1: Four of the five films are post 2000.
0: Right. okay. God. I can't even th- Think you caught me cold? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Are any of them by like the same director? Is it? Is it like a similar thing to Quentin Tarantino, where someone just like really loves the swears? The, well, in the in in films? the
1: top ten of this list, there are. Is, is the official... Departed
0: one of them? I felt there was a lot of swearing. Mm, no,
1: Departed. <laughs> no, but there is t- two of a certain director in the top ten. A very famous director,
0: Scorsese,
1: Tarantino level,
0: and it's not Scorsese. Uh, it could be Scorsese. It is Scorsese. The Irishman? <laughs> i don't think I was thinking. Scorsese is number which
1: one. What film, think before you say it, before we just go through and say every Scorsese film you know, think what of his films probably has the most swears.
0: Good fuckers. <laughs> but but is, is his one of the ones that's not... Pers- yeah, I was going to say it's his pre-2000. No. It's not?
1: No. Fairly recent.
0: And it's not The Irishman?
1: 2013. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. There, Wolf of Wall Street, number one. Ah, of course 715's Curses. Number two is a film that came out in 2019 straight to Netflix. Starring Adam Sandler.
0: Uncut Gems? Mm Mm-hmm. You are going to have to walk us through this. (laughs) You're doing
1: so well, so beautifully that I'm basically going to have to. Yeah, you're
0: holding our hands through this entire thing.
1: (laughs) Come on, guys. The third one is another Scorsese film from the 90s.
0: Uh, And it's not (laughs) Goodfellas. Casino.
1: It's Casino, yes, fantastic. No, Gentle. Hey, I got one. War film um, has the two titular characters in the name of the film.
0: Uh, Jane Bob.
1: Strike Back. Yes, Rocky and
0: Bullwinkle. <laughs> oh.
1: Was that? Actually, <laughs> I mean, was that Jane Jay It is Jane Bob, Yes, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle just fell out of the top ten. I'm afraid, <laughs> no, um,
2: That makes sense. The, the Tarantino Cup.
1: The fifth film. I don't even know what clue to give for this um, because like, this shocks me. War film. Um stars Brad Pitt. Oh,
0: um the one Fury. with the tanks.
1: Fury, yeah, the one with the tank. <laughs> Most war films, Alex, <laughs> yeah. may have tanks. No,
0: but that that one specifically was about a tank, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Yeah, you knew what I meant.
1: Now, interestingly, on this list, the tenth film was Beavers and Butthead to America. Now that's animated. I swear, in and that's pre, pre I think that's pre SARPAC. So, there's a, yeah, there's, a there's a problem here. There's a problem here. Guinness Book of Records, I'm going to have to check it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, cause, so, so were you, were you, was your original assumption that it was only live action?
1: No, not but this then... list, but that I I have, and I've checked. The Guinness Book of Records 2001 has a big picture of South Park in it and says this film has the most curses. But in this list that this this was checked, this list came out, like, a month ago. Number 10 in this list is Beavis and Butthead Do America, which was from 1996. So how does that have more curses? Maybe they don't count the word bitch. Maybe I it's de-
0: yeah, Maybe it depends on what, what they can't quantify count as, as a curse. A, count as a curse. Yeah, is a curse. Yeah. 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 Does, does uh, Terrence of Phillips saying fuck ah with an A <laughs> mean it doesn't <laughs> count?
1: Yeah, maybe that's a good point. Yeah. I
0: mean, did Harry Potter make it into any of the lists of curses going on in that?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> 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 End it there. End it on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think on that it's time to go to best song. Okay, so now it's time for us to figure out what is the best song from this film, from South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. And I think we might have all talked ourselves into the same song here, (laughs) but we've got time to fill. So, Alex, I really need you to think about this.
0: Okay. Well, I think I I did did kind of explain my thought on this, that I think Up There is my favourite song as an individual song. I think the problem is that La Resistance is includes all of the songs. And because all of the songs are so good and they piece them together so well with the framing of La Resistance as well in there. Um that it's very difficult to look past it as the best song in the film. And and this is it's a weird one, isn't it? Because even though all of the songs are good, so you think it should be hard to choose the best one, I feel like actually that makes it easy. (laughs) Because because it makes it the one that has all the songs in it together. So I can't really convince myself that it's any of the others um i think so it's kind of a two-part answer i think probably up there is my favorite and therefore best song but la resistance is the one that's is elevated above every other song
1: alex is your favorite les mis song one day more yeah i'd probably say that it is no that's fine i was just making sure that you weren't contradicting your own point
0: no uh, yeah no i think it actually <laughs> i think it actually is
1: because if you'd have come out and said like um Castle on the Cloud. Um, <laughs> but I think it's different though. Is that it anyone's is... favourite lane song. <laughs> no, I think actually, it's most people's least favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, certainly is one of mine. It was one of the ones I skipped every time I listened to the soundtrack. That and the Epany song. Uh, what on my own. I think so. No, Slow about. down. Let's let, let's, right, let's leave this leave this concept. This is skipping. gonna go too deep. Right. What I was gonna say is actually I don't think that one day more is quite the same because it doesn't it doesn't actually generally, it doesn't it doesn't revisit older songs in the same way. Because I think that's where Liam is is different it's because all of the songs kind of are thematically or in the way that they're constructed are quite similar to each other anyway. Like they have phrases that repeat. So actually the song One Day More, it's only the musicality of it that's kind of repeated. The actual parts of it aren't. Like the it's, it's all new lyrics really. So I think in some ways it's different, uh, but side issue. I think La Resistance is probably the best song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Up There is probably the only one I could play at a dinner party. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Depends who the guests are, surely.
0: Yeah, because uh, if well, me and
1: can... D, the guests. We can listen to the full soundtrack. <laughs> but you never accept my invites. <laughs> <laughs> that lambshank has been waiting in the freezer for <laughs> months. you so far away. <laughs> like I say, I was fully ready to say that Up There is the best song from this film. And then, yeah, La Resistance. Like Alex said, it's got everything. It builds so brilliantly. It would rouse me quite easily. Um, In fact, I'm feeling quite tired, and I have chores to do after this. (laughs) I may stick it on the old Alexa uh, to keep me going. So you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say La Resistance. No regrets.
2: Well, I think we knew that this was going to happen, didn't we? Really?
1: No, I didn't. I honestly didn't. I I was fully ready to say up there.
2: I think going into this, I did say that I hadn't made my decision. But when we started, I went, oh, it is Mountain Town my favourite. And it sort of stuck with that until we spoke about La Resistance and suddenly Mountain Town is a distant image in my rearview mirror. It's all about La Resistance for me now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It is. It's a clean sweep. The cleanest of clean sweeps. Uh, it's, it's definitely the, probably the most dirtiest of clean sweeps.
2: I keep, but basically what I'm trying to do here is, like, gorge you into changing it.
1: Okay, no, no, I'm set now. I am set. 100%, 99% set.
2: <laughs> I kind of get the feeling this is going to be one of those ones that, where Twitter doesn't agree with us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think no. 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think they'll understand our reasoning if they listen to this. <laughs> Probably not.
1: Straight onto the poll. Don't care about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is Twitter.
2: So that brings it end to another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know on Twitter which song you think is the best from South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. There's so many songs in this that I'm going to have to do some sort of, like, maybe even quarterfinals, semifinal, final. I haven't figured it out yet. But by the time it comes around, it will be available on our Twitter handle, which is what, Ben?
1: At TSFTMPod.
2: Yay. Okay, so you can help the podcast in many ways, including sharing this on a random subreddit. Alex, what should the random subreddit be this time? Brian Dennehy. <laughs>
1: it's very popular.
2: So we're available on Patreon. We have a merch store, and you can help the podcast by leaving us a review. All the links are in the episode description and on our social media, so you should be able to find them somewhere. Fingers crossed. So all that's left now is to do some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from myself, goodbye, and goodbye from
0: Alex. And we came on this podcast because I was told there'd be punching pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there isn't any. Oh. <laughs>
2: Doing do, do do like a door slam. Oh, I was, yeah, I was, gonna, I was the thinking, how can I
1: do yeah. like a walk in door slam? <laughs> you do, I do really want
0: that.
2: That work? Did you get to hear that? No.
0: Ah. Maybe just record it on the sound effect. Do it in post.
2: And goodbye from Ben. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: See you later.
0: Floppy Donkey Dick.